Today, on Episode 7 of the Be A Marketer podcast, you'll hear from an owner with an actual dirty job, being CEO of a cleaning company that cares. And I'm sharing why saying no to a customer or client may be the best decision you can make for your overall well-being. This is the Be A Marketer podcast. My name is Dave Charest, Director of Small Business Success at Constant Contact, and I've been helping small business owners like you make sense of online marketing for over 16 years. You can be a marketer, and I'm here to help. Well, hello, friend, and welcome again to another edition of the Be A Marketer podcast. As always, thank you for being here, and thank you for choosing to spend some time with me. I got a little story to share here with you, and it dates back to before my time at Constant Contact. And before I worked for Constant Contact, I actually had my own business, and it was one of those businesses that I started. I was a marketing consulting business. I was helping other small businesses with their email marketing and their websites and copywriting and all of that type of thing. And, you know, I had started that business maybe like you perhaps where I was in a situation where I was just really unhappy at the job. I'm using air quotes again, not good for a podcast, but it was a job that I had been doing for a while while I was at school, when I was living in New York city and the dynamics of that job had changed. And it got to the point where on Sunday I would start to get a little sick to my stomach. And I was really dreading the Monday coming because I knew I would have to go into the office and do my work there. And I really did not enjoy that. And uh, after a discussion with my wife, we had decided it was uh, probably best that I not continue to work there because it was impacting just our relationship and the relationships I was having with my, (laughs) we had twin girls, as you may know already, and they were young at that time. And it was impacting just our overall engagements together because I was just kind of in a miserable place. And that's what really led me to start my own business. And as you likely know, you know, you do all you can to line up work. And at the very beginning, sometimes you end up just taking any work that you can find. And not all work is good work to do because I found myself in a situation where I was connected with someone and we were working on a few projects and, you know, we laid out what was going to happen and what we were going to do. Now, I'll have to say I did learn a lot in this situation. And one of the things that I learned was in our interactions together and what I was delivering as part of what our contract was, it just, it seemed to be clear that we were operating on different levels. And so the expectations of what I was delivering And what the client wanted, we just weren't on the same page. And through the course of doing some of these projects, you know, I I made changes, I did the things that I needed to do and got the client what they needed. But at a certain point, it got to that place where I was actually starting to have those same feelings based on, you know, why I started my own business on the first place. And so it got to this point where I finally... There was one last deliverable necessary for this particular project. And after I delivered that, I had to have a conversation with the client. And I, and I just said, look, I don't think this is working out. We don't seem to be on the same page with some things. And so I wanted to deliver what I was due to you based on what we had agreed in terms of what work we had going on. 
But after that, I think it's probably best that we part ways. And it was an amiable discussion. And, you know, we parted ways and I moved on to do other things. And the lesson here that I learned was one, you have to make sure you're really on the same page with the clients that you are taking on or the customers that you're bringing on. Because if you're not, some things can go a little off the rails. And then two, it wasn't worth it for me to continue working with this client if it was causing me emotional distress in that situation. And sometimes that's what you need to do. You have to fire a client. And I'm telling you this because I don't want you to feel uh, bad about that. And you'll hear some of this from our guest here today, who's talking a little bit about this idea that, you know, not all money is good money. And it's something to think about as you're building and growing your business. Well, friend, allow me to introduce our guest today. Derek E. Moore is the CEO and president of Building Maintenance of Tomorrow, a corporate building maintenance company headquartered in Costa Mesa, California. Like many constant contact customers, Derek finds himself challenged with getting it all done. The business, family, relationships, community, personal time, I'm sure you can relate. Of course, it's all worth it if you're working on your purpose, but sometimes that's easier said than done. How does Derek keep moving forward? Well, by staying positive through it all and learning from mistakes. Let's hear more from Derek. Running any type of business, regardless of what industry you're in, you're going to have ups and downs. But I think that having surrounding yourself around the right people that can train you and mentor you into how to do things correctly, you know, is essential. And I had a great team around me. I had a great support system and I was able to kind of pick it up and figure it out moving forward. I've learned a lot through my mistakes as well. Don't get it wrong. I didn't do everything right. <laughs> a lot of my great, great lessons were in the mistakes that I've made. And so learning how to be positive through adversity, learning how to not beat myself up because I lost an account because something was done incorrectly or I didn't fulfill the needs of a client and or just lost a contract because another company came behind me and gave them a lower bid. And that sometimes that's very, very frustrating because you don't want to continually get business based off of, you know, somebody's price was lower than yours because I believe we offer a quality product. So I believe that we should be paid accordingly. And sometimes you deal with clients that don't care about that. They just care about the bottom line and they just want to pay the lowest price. But what ends up happening is when they do make the decision based off a of price, they'll continually have to transition new clients in or new contractors in because they're never happy. And uh, we've always deal with clients that are never happy and regardless of what you do. So staying positive is very, very vital in your sanity and in your longevity of your organization as well. Because when you run into controversy or uh, conflict, you have to learn how to be a problem solver and find a solution that's a win-win situation for everybody and still be able to move forward without pulling your hair out. You know, So I think my ability to stay positive through a lot of the ups and downs and adversity that we've dealt with over the years have been my claim to fame, and that's why I'm still here and haven't changed professions and, and started something new. So I think that that has helped me over the years. 
what would you say then? So we, we know what makes your hair gray <laughs> right, right at this right. point, but what would you say you love most about owning your own business? Being able to help. I've always been a person that wants to help individuals. And when we go into a building and we have a happy client, it's because we've done something right. It's because we've gave them a top shelf uh, services and top shelf customer service. And for me, the customer service is the biggest thing, taking care of our clients, not just going in to do the job, but actually understanding what the client needs and performing and giving it to them and giving it to them on a high level and sometimes even exceeding expectation. I'm always trying to identify how I can help them more, help my clients more, because when we do that, it comes back full circle. Not only are they happy and they continue with the client and the client company relationship, but they spread the word and they give referrals to other individuals that can help bring more revenue into the organization. So I think that giving back and being able to be more than just because, you know, I don't really talk about this a lot, but a lot of the times when I really build the best relationships with my clients, they call me for things other than cleaning. You know, sometimes we just have conversations. Sometimes in the conversations we have, they've seen that I've I've experienced some things in their lives that they're dealing with. And sometimes they call for advice or they, they call for a resource that I've used to, to deal with the same type of issue. And that's when I know the relationship is, is built correctly. But when we can have conversations other than what the business is, the original business is for. And, and I'm all about relationships and all about being able to cultivate uh, great relationships that I can help individuals more. The more I can help people, the more satisfied I am. So I know it's important. I think it's an interesting thing that you're talking about here. And I think it's important for maybe a business that might be, you know, behind you in years or just getting into it where there's sometimes this feeling of you have to kind of take all the business that comes your way. Mm -hmm. And I know it's really important for you to make sure that the people and the clients that you do bring on kind of share your same values and so that you are walking in alignment with them, right? Can absolutely. you talk to me a little bit more about that? Sure, absolutely. Well, we have uh, four core values. Our core values for our company are faith, integrity, impact, and abundance. So for me, we you know I lead by faith. So, you know, and the only way that I would be, I can be successful in a stressful industry like uh, the janitorial building maintenance industry is to have faith in something higher and knowing that I have a purpose on this planet. And so everything that I do is led by faith. You know, I have my my prayer uh, practice and my morning routines that I follow on a daily basis to get my day started. And my faith is really, really important to me. So I try to identify individuals that, you know, have some type of faith base. Of course, you don't need to have the same faith that I do and, and to do the same things I do. But you can always tell when the people have uh, make decisions and do things in their lives based off of uh, things that are based in faith. So I like to identify individuals that, you know, can relate to that. And then integrity, you know, doing things that are, are right and it's staying positive, just like we were talking about before, it's staying positive in tumultuous events or challenging situations, because everything's not going to be perfect all the time. And if I run into a client that can get through a tough time and still move on, that's perfect. You know, that's a great relationship I want to continue and cultivate. And then impact. I do things to make a difference. 
you know, I just don't do things to make money. I do things to make a difference. And, and that's how I can be the impact. That's the impact that I, we want to leave and our brand on every client that we work with is to be impactful and make a difference. And then of course, and the fourth one is abundance where, you know, we need to make money, make a living. And I believe that we provide a quality service and we should be uh, paid accordingly. So we can not only take care of the things that you want us to do, but I can take care of my people because the more that we can make, the more revenue that we can generate, the better that I can pay my employees and the better I could put packages together for their benefits and keep them happy and their families happy as well. Because a lot of my employees rely on me to provide for their families and to supply their families. So the better and the more that I can um, compensate them for the jobs that they do, the better they'll be for me and the more loyal they'll be to the organization. So it goes hand in hand with how we build our relationships with our clients and how they compensate us for the work that we do. So faith, integrity, impact, and abundance is our core values. So we try to identify clients that can embrace those core values or have the same type of core values and believe in the same type of things and how to do business. These are the clients I attempt to attract. And these are the clients I want to do business with because I made a conscious decision a few years ago that all money is not good money and I'm not going to take every client and I'm going to be very strategic and deliberate about the clients that we do take on. So obviously it's great when you have your clients that are aligned with you. You also have to find employees that are aligned with you Absolutely. too, is right? So For sure. how many employees do you have now? Right now we have about 18 full-time employees. Okay. We have about 230 part-time and seasonal employees that we've gotcha. employed over the years for some of our seasonal work. And that is a whole nother talk show <laughs> in <laughs> reference to finding uh, good talent and finding a, your A players. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely challenging. It's not an easy thing to do. And not only to find them, but to keep them as well, because you can onboard an A player but if you don't surround them around other A players and uh, player system, then you won't keep them. So to identify the right system, create the right culture, and to bring the right people in to the team to continue to help it grow and manifest the visions and the missions that we're all on is not an easy thing to do. So it's an ongoing challenge, it's an ongoing scenario that we consistently do. We always are recruiting. We're always uh, interviewing individuals to try to identify these people because sometimes you have to go through a lot of people to find the right ones. So it's very important to identify individuals that, because in reference to the core buyers that we've talked about, the thing is to find a person that already has these characteristics and these traits and these attributes. Because if you hire a person and try to teach them these things and try to make them do these things or feel this way, you're fighting a losing battle. It's not going to happen. So what we try to do is identify individuals that have these attributes right from the, the front door. And we've had some success with some of our team and some it's a work in progress. And that's why we're always recruiting, trying to identify the ultimate A team that we're looking for to provide the services that I believe that we're, uh, we're destined to provide to all of our clients because it goes both sides on the client side and on the employee side. When you think about what your strengths are 
right? And you're saying, staying positive. I'm sure there's something else involved here with running the business. And then you think about what you, maybe your weaknesses are. Sure. What do you do to fill those gaps? Like, what are some of the things that you're like, okay, this is not my skill sure. set. So I need to have somebody do that. So talk right. us through that a little bit. How do you approach right. that? I know what I'm good at. And I know what I'm not good at. <laughs> <laughs> so, cause one thing that I'm very big on is mentorship and um, getting advice and, and getting coaching because I grew up as a student athlete. One of the reasons why I'm out in California right now is because I was a student athlete. Coming out of high school, I got recruited to play football at Arizona State. And I'm from Midwest town of Dayton, Ohio, and came out west to play football for Arizona State, graduated, then moved to California a few years after I graduated. So what brought me out west was to playing sports. And I really equate a lot of things that I do and a lot of my successes from the lessons that I learned in sports. And knowing that you can only play one position, you know, you have your job to do, and then everybody else has their job to do for you guys to win. So I associate those teachings to a lot of things and a lot of the ways that I run my company. And the first thing that I realize is that every team that I've been on, I've had a coach. So I've had someone to lead me and guide me down the right path. So I've incorporated that into my professional life as well. So right now I have a couple of coaches and mentors that I work with and, you know, I've identified my strengths and my weaknesses in my professional and personal life. And usually what I do is just fill those gaps with people that love to do what I hate to do. <laughs> you know, I'm not a, a big numbers person. So looking at uh, spreadsheets and P&Ls and balance sheets and everything, Look, sometimes look like Chinese to me, but <laughs> sure, I yeah. identify and surround myself around people that love numbers and can look at those things and really get excited about putting these spreadsheets together. And so I fill the gaps that way. I fill the gaps of the things that I'm weak in. I find people that are strong in those scenarios and, and place them in that part of the team so we can all still win. And at one point in my younger years of running my business, I really thought that I could do everything. I wore every single hat that was in the locker room <laughs> and I tried to play every position and I just wore myself out. And that's why a lot of the grades start popping in. <laughs> but I realized that, you know, to really win any type of game, you have to have the right team and the right teammates and the right coach. And knowing that there is somebody that knows more than you that can tell you a better way to do it. And you need to follow the script. They can put the blueprint together, but when it's time to go play on the field, then you go out there and do your job and get it done. And as long as we're in sync, we have an opportunity to win. So I associate a lot of my sports background and into how I run my company as well. So it's one of those things that, you know, I've been hearing a lot from these businesses. You know, we've been talking to people that have, you know, have been around for a while, have had some success. And that's one of the things that comes up all the time is that, yeah, like you can't do it all. <laughs> right, exactly. And so how long did it take you to figure that piece out? <laughs> yeah, it took a while. I've been in the industry for now 15 years, so yeah. maybe the first half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The first half of it, to be honest with you. So I have an amazing team. I have an amazing advisors and, and mentors that I've surrounded myself around. And um, I know that, you know, it takes all of these people to really, build and run a successful company. So it's been been an interesting, once again, an interesting journey and learned so much. And and that's why I love the mentor piece of it, because I do mentor myself outside of my company. 
I mentor a group called uh, the Passport to the Future program, and it's part of the 100 Black Men of Orange County and 100 Black Men of America. And we teach 6th through 12th grade at-risk African-American males. And we teach them about life skills and communication and leadership and things of that nature because I want to give to individuals in my community the same thing that I've gotten over the years through all of the coaches and the mentors that I've had because mentor has been so influential in my life. I just had to pay it forward and do it myself as well. So I'm very passionate about that as well and, and giving back because I know how vital it is to have that in your life personally and professionally. So I wouldn't be where I am today without the mentors in my life. Yeah. And so I want to be that for someone else moving forward. So I, I love that you're doing that. And I'm actually curious, where do you then go? Where do you go for business support and like sure. be able to talk about the challenges that you're having? Where do you find that? Sure. Yeah, I talked to a lot of my colleagues that are in our industry and because we go through the same thing. I'm involved with uh, several different networking groups, you know, online, social media, Facebook. I receive uh, mentoring from uh, three different mentors. One professionally that is in my industry, another that is just a business coach, and they coach CEOs and uh, C-level advisors and uh, leaders in organizations. And then I have a, a spiritual advisor as well that I, I talk to a lot about, you know, just life things, you know, uh, family, uh, kids, business, and balancing all everything all together and not going crazy without <laughs> going crazy, you know. So, you know, I have a lot of mentors around me consistently. And, and at one point when things weren't going exactly the way they want, I wanted them to go. I realize now because I didn't have those mentors around me helping me get through that that next level and overcoming that issue and just trying to do it all myself. And that was not the way to go. And um, so any entrepreneur that's listening to this podcast, understand Kobe Bryant and Tiger Woods, they have coaches, but they're the best. They've been the best in their industries, the best in their sports, the best in their whatever it is. But they had a coach and they had and a mentor and advisor helping them, you know, through their journey and of getting to their plateau. So I would encourage everyone to keep mentor or if you don't have one now, find one because it's vital for your success moving forward. Derek, what does a typical day look like for you? Most of the time it's really crazy, <laughs> but no, usually I, I start off with uh, my morning routine, which involves prayer, which involves uh, exercise and working out, which involves trying to eat a healthy meals. so I can be, first of all, um, balanced personally first. Then I start off my day most of the time with some type of uh, conference call. You know, I have an accountability partner that we meet every Monday and we go through our week. Well, first we start off on Sunday where I do my Sunday planning and I plan my whole week every Sunday, preparing myself for what the week has and for me and I prioritize things to my top three priorities and identify what's the most three most important things that I need to get done for the week. And I write those out every Sunday and then I surround the supportive cast and the supportive resources that I need to get those things done. And then when I get those things done, then I can put other things that are lower on the priority list on there to do. Also, I plan my day from Monday through Friday. After the end of each workday, I usually 
deal with uh, my kids. I have two teenagers. One is a graduating senior. He's going to be going to college next year, actually uh, playing uh, football as well. He just got a football scholarship. So nice. two thumbs up for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have two kids in college right now, so I feel you on that. <laughs> oh, indeed. That's great. That's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also have uh, my daughter uh, and um, actually their, their nephew that's staying with us now, two other teenagers so three teenagers in the house so you know there's no food and there's no toilet paper <laughs> you know that's our two constants <laughs> so and in this sports as well and doing their after school activities and i try to stay as involved as possible with them sometimes it's difficult because being an entrepreneur you're always on there's always something to do there's you're always getting calls you're always being asked to do something additional but i do my best to understand my kids' extracurricular activities and uh, try to be as involved as possible with all of their activities because I can't forget their life journeys as I'm going through mine. And so when they're still under my household and under my roof, I need to make sure that they're getting the parenting from me that they need from their father or their uncle to help them through their life. Because you know I was raised in a single family household my mom raised myself and my brother herself, and I didn't have a father around to do that. So I make sure that I balance out as best as I can the family and the business life so I can provide to them and give them the time that they need for me to support them in their life endeavors. And then after I complete my work day and then make sure the kids are in line and then taking care of what they need to take care of, then I get into some of the work that I do for the nonprofit organization that I do the mentoring in, because right now I actually hold the presidential seat of this organization. We have about 46 um, members and we have about 103 young people that are in our mentoring program. So that can actually be a full-time job as well from all of the things that it entails to run the, the organization and the mentoring program, because the mentor program is an eight-month long program each year. It takes a lot of work and a lot of uh, resource to, to accomplish. And I'm the helm of this organization, this chapter, and also the education committee chair. So I'm in charge of running the curriculum and the educational piece of the mentoring program as well. So to say the least, I have a full plate, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. pretty much every day and every week, but it's fulfilling because I believe that I'm working my God-given mission and purpose. I'm giving back to individuals that will pay it forward as well and changing the community and change the society one person at a time, whether it be in my own company or in the nonprofit work that I do for this organization. So most of my days, depending upon what's going on with my company, the nonprofit or my kids, is full of exciting things to say the least. <laughs> and then I try to get some me time in every now and again when I can, when I can steal it. And of course I have to engage, stay engaged in my relationship as well. So don't really have a lot of time for me most of the time, but <laughs> I get fulfillment making sure others are taken care of and are happy in what they're doing because of something that I've done. So I know it won't be like this all the time and I won't have all these plates spinning at, at one time. And, uh, and I look forward to that time and 
because I do want to retire at some point <laughs> <laughs> and be able to, uh, to enjoy a Mai Tai with my feet up uh, in the sand on some beach somewhere. And, and that's coming. And, and so I'm creating systems and putting things and people in place to help that come sooner than later. So, but I love everything that I do. I wouldn't change anything for the world. I think I'm, I'm making an impact on people's lives. So that's what I think I'm here on this planet to do. Gotcha. You know, I'd like to shift us a little bit to talk a little bit about just like marketing and community. Obviously, community is a big thing for you. Sure. Absolutely. But in terms of just, just marketing your business and thinking mm -hmm. about that, how often are you working on marketing your business and what are some of the specific things that you're doing? Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely working uh, more on my marketing now because uh, we know that two things that cannot stop in your business and running a business is your sales and your marketing. That's the bloodline and uh, what brings revenue in to the organization. So we're doing a lot more these days. I have my uh, executive assistant and some individuals that are specialized in marketing, assisting us doing different drip campaigns and, um, you know, making sure we're communicating with our existing clients, our old clients, and our potential clients. So we have a new system that we're working in an app called monday.com. It's a, a software platform that, that helps organize everything. Uh, we also use a Constant Contact and a Flowdesk to make sure that we communicate with individuals on a consistent basis and putting together uh, campaigns that are automatic so we can stay in communication with our market, uh, whether it be our current clients or uh, future clients. Uh, so we're doing more in our social media. I'm upgrading my website right now to be more engaging and have more transition from just um, looking at our website to becoming a client. So uh, we're really focusing on our marketing campaign now and I've brought a couple of people on board that are assisting us and this is really working out really well. So that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation because I know you guys are working with, you know, a constant contact and you're doing a lot of great things and helped a lot of clients and a lot of companies like myself do the marketing that we have to do to stay in business. I love that. So what brought you to constant contact, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Well, uh, definitely. It was several years ago and it was just through referral. I had uh, business associates that have utilized your software and utilized your platform for many years and showed me how successful it's been for them. So, of course, you know, I wanted to uh, not try to reinvent any wheel and just go into uh, find a system that works. So we came aboard and has been been utilizing the system for many, many years now and and uh, really have seen the improvements that the company has made and and how easy you've made it to do exactly that, to stay in communication with the most important people in our either personal or professional lives. Is there a feature of Constant Contact that's maybe your favorite? Just, uh, just the ability to automatically engage our clients and our, our family members, personal family members, without having to think about it. <laughs> just uh, making things automated because being a business owner and any other business owner that may be listening to this this podcast understand, you know, our calendar days are not normal. They're like, dog, they go by like dog ears. You blink and it's Thursday because there's so many things that need to be done on a consistent basis. Sometimes you're not going to remember to send that happy anniversary card. You're not going to remember to uh, send that that posting 
of your new service provision to your client that used it three years ago. But if they're on your contact list and you run a campaign, they're going to get it and it's going to be automatic. And that's so vital to automate systems um, so you can focus on other things that are maybe higher on the priority list, but not saying that, you know, staying in communication with the client is not important and it is on a priority list, but there's so many things that may supersede. So that's why you need to set up the system that is automatic and constant contact definitely allowed us to be able to do that. So that's so why it's so important gotcha. to have a system like that. Derek, if you think about somebody maybe aspiring to, you know, be in business as long as you have and, and reach a certain level. What would be your best piece of business advice that you could offer? Uh, stay patient and don't get frustrated or don't be too hard on yourself for making mistakes. Making mistakes is good. Failing is good. Sometimes I tell my kids this and they don't understand why I say this, but sometimes in the past I've told them, fail as much as possible right now. And because in your failure is going to be the true lesson and that you're going to learn. So as you starting your business or as you're trying to scale your business up, understand failure is a part of it. Making mistakes is a part of it. And don't let that frustrate you. Allow the failure and the mistakes to teach you the lesson that's going to take you to your next level. Well, friend, let's recap some items from that discussion. Number one, focus on exceeding expectations. Look for ways to wow your customers. As I've mentioned in the past, you don't have to do anything overly complex. Just think of simple things that make people notice. When you can do this for your clients, these are the people that spread the word for you. Number two, identify core values. How can you live by those to attract customers that are more aligned with what you're trying to build so you have better customer relationships? As Derek mentions, not all money is good money, so staying true to your values allows you to avoid potential headaches by weeding out those that aren't aligned with you. And number three, hire people that have the attributes you're looking for. You're really fighting a losing battle by trying to change people. You can teach people new skills, but you're unlikely to change who they are at the core. So create processes to identify the attributes necessary to hire great employees that add to your cause. Now, here's an action item for you. I'd like you to take some time to identify the things that are most important to you when it comes to running your business. By being clear on where you stand and what you're trying to create, you can better make decisions in terms of hiring and choosing who you take on as clients. Now, doing this may seem scary. I get it but it will save you from anxiety and emotional drain in the future. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Be A Marketer podcast. If you have questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me directly at dave.charest at constantcontact.com. If you did enjoy today's episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. Your honest feedback will help other small business marketers like yourself find the show. Well, friend, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and continued success to you and your business.